Hello and welcome and welcome back to the Connected Divergence podcast. My name is Tina Etheridge. I'm a radical ADHD and ADHD acceptance coach and I'm coming to you real quick. I was very inspired, had some shower thoughts and I wanted to come over here and share something with you and it is this. It is that our hobbies are meant to be fun and that sounds so obvious, right? Like of course our hobbies are meant to be fun but I'm going to guess that your subconscious mind, very much like my subconscious mind, has these sneaky little sneaky little thoughts that slip up, float up, whatever, and come into our lives, come into our brains that limit us from our enjoyment of our hobbies. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hobbies are meant to be fun. This is not a job. (laughs) There is not a supervisor that is expecting anything from you, right? Like I'm defining at least my definition of a hobby, is like this is something that I purely do for fun, pleasure, enjoyment, joy, and that is it, right? It's not about making money. It's not about selling it. It's not about uh, commercializing it or anything like that. This is something that I do for the joy and pleasure of doing. And under this definition, right, that being the case, joy, joy and pleasure and enjoyment, hobbies are meant to be fun. And there are no rules, right? If we're operating under these these terms, hobbies are meant to be fun, it's for the joy and pleasure of doing it, then there are no rules. There is no supervisor saying that you have to finish your uh, crafting project by X date. <laughs> there are no rules. And I'm very inspired to share this with you because I've been following um, her Instagram handle is Claire from online and she does like journaling, planner Um, spreads and she's lovely and a lot of the things that she shares I very much resonate with and anyway there are no rules and if there are rules if your brain has rules I encourage you to identify them and to observe them and ask yourself do you want to continue this rule or do you want to let it go let it go Um, because if the rules are holding you back from pleasure and joy and enjoyment then the rules most likely are not serving you and maybe they're not even aligned with your values and you get to make the decision to let that go and decide to do something differently. So I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast before or not, but now I think I was talking to a client about it. Anyway, I'm experimenting with a lot of neurotypical productivity tools. Um, And I'm kind of, I've been experimenting with them to try to figure out how do we make these you know, very common, very classic neurotypical productivity tools and how do we make them work for neurodivergent brains? How do we make them feel doable, accessible? How do we make them make sense and speak our language? And so what that's looked like for me is I've been doing um, habit tracking, right? I don't know if you know about habit tracking, but it's sort of like, cool, let me keep track of like how many days a week I do this particular activity or I do this hobby or I brush my teeth or floss my teeth or whatever else. Um, And for me, historically, habit tracking has been a tool of shame. (laughs) It has not been a helpful tool. It's not been a motivational tool. It's been a tool of shame. And I can never do it for very long because I always think like, right, okay, the goal of habit tracking, right, optimization thinking, perfectionism, all or nothing thinking is I check all of the boxes, right? I check the box every day of the week. And if I don't do that, then that means I'm a failure. And rewiring my brain, reprogramming my brain has meant you know, all of this work that I talk about on this podcast, all the work that I share on Instagram and I do with my clients one-on-one has been this idea of like, how do we create perspective shifts? How do we 
you know, embody mindset downloads to see things differently, again, in a way that works better for our brain. And so I don't call it habit tracking. If I call it habit tracking, it's not what I mean. What I really mean is habit witnessing or habit noticing, habit observing. Also, sidebar, if you can hear my boyfriend in the background, he is having the time of his life right now playing League of, Leg- League of Legends. And I love that for him. I love his joy. I love how much he loves things that he loves. It's amazing. Um, so I'm glad you got, if you heard it, I'm glad you got to hear it. Okay, so back to it. With habit witnessing, habit noticing, habit observing, the goal is not to check off every single box, right? That is not the victory condition. The victory condition is just tracking, oh God, there's that word again, observing, witnessing what I'm doing. And you know, there was something on my list that I had been tracking that I was not checking every single week. Nothing, nothing going on there. And it actually made me realize, oh my God, I don't actually want to do this. I can let this go. I can take a break. I can be persistent. My brain is going to, you know, come back to it when it's ready to come back to it. And that's okay, right? Because hobbies are for fun. So it was a really cool moment for me to be like, wow, I don't need to check all of the boxes. This is just me observing to learn about my brain and learn what works for me and what doesn't work for me, right? There's something else I haven't checked off all of last week, I think, and it was watercoloring. And I had the feeling like, wow, I really do want to watercolor. What's going on here? Like, let me get curious. And what's happening in my brain has been like, I felt that if I'm going to watercolor, then I should, there's that word, should watch a YouTube video tutorial because it'll make it like prettier, And, you know, once I figured out, oh, that's what's happening, I'm feeling like I'm having to wait to watercolor until I can sit down and watch a tutorial and like listen and, you know, really pay attention. Then to me, it's been like, oh, well, let me just blow that idea up and let me make it really messy, right? Let me make a really messy watercolor and just go wild and have fun, right? Like those are the sort of things that we can learn from these data points, Anyway, not encouraging you to say like, yes, start habit witnessing, habit noticing. Uh, Don't do it if you don't want to. But um, this is kind of like where I'm at in this journey. Okay, so bringing it back full circle. Hobbies are for fun and there are no rules. You get to go entirely at your own pace. It does not matter if a project that you're working on takes you three years, five years, 10 years because you hobby jump or because you bounce around projects or because you just decided one day that your brain was kind of done, you ran out of dopamine, and then who knows, in three years, you might have the dopamine for it again and circle back. Who knows? Or you might never do it again. I will never forget when I first started knitting, I tried so hard to knit a hat and I was having the hardest time knitting a hat. It would either be the size of like a baby's head or it would be like massively huge. And I could never, as hard as I tried, I must have tried 20 times. I could never get it to be anywhere in between. It was always one or the other. And I got so frustrated that I decided to never knit again. And gosh, if I could go back in time and be like, hey, this is for fun. This is meant to be like a gift for someone. You do not need to do this. Like, make a scarf instead, do something easy. Like, you know, you're creating a lot of negative emotional experiences around this thing. Like, is it really worth it? Because you're not getting paid for this, Tina. And if I had known that back then, it would have saved me so much heartache. And 
I did actually end up making a scarf out of frustration, but by then it was too late. Like after that, I just never wanted to knit ever again. I do crochet here and there now though, so that's something. But another example, another template I can give you is um, I have been working on my diamond painting persistently and I love diamond painting. It still is very relaxing for me to just pop on an audiobook and listen while I diamond paint. It helps me focus, helps me pay attention and be able to listen to audiobooks, which is incredible. But I've been having like this feeling of like, I don't know, just feeling a lot of pressure to finish, to like hurry up and finish so that I can get to the next project so that I can do something new and different. And the project I'm working on is huge. It is massive. The good news is it's a lot of like the same color so I can multi-place and place a lot of diamonds all at once, um, which helps go faster, but it's going to take me a while. It might take me a year. Um, and that's working like every day almost. It'd probably take me half a year if I was working on it every day. And that's not realistic. And so right, my subconscious mind has been saying, you need to hurry up, you're going too slow, you're not doing this fast enough. And my demand avoidance is kicking in and being like, mm, where's my autonomy? <laughs> not here, let me run away. And so I haven't been doing a lot of diamond painting and it wasn't until I let that go, I witnessed it, I observed it, I got curious and I let it go and said, hey, there are no rules, there is no timeline, there is no set date when I need to get this done. This is for fun and joy. And I get to luxuriate in the slowness and embrace and bask in my joy. And once I got there, diamond painting, right? I'm doing it. I'm doing a little bit here and there. I'm doing a lot of it here and there. I'm, you know, persisting a lot more, right? Coming back, coming back, coming back. And it's been great. And I've been really enjoying it. So yes, this is your week <laughs> week's reminder <laughs> from me that hobbies are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be enjoyable. They're not meant to stress you out. And you get to do things that feel accessible. You get to do it in the way that feels doable. And you get to decide what that looks like. Having my brain kind of feels like a merry-go-round. I don't know if that's the right word. A carousel, um, a rotating cabinet. I don't know what you would call it. But that's what my brain feels like oftentimes when it comes to hobbies and hyperfixations. It's like, you know, usually after a period of time, I will end up circling back. If I have burned myself out on a particular hobby or the dopamine has just run out for me, it is very likely that in a span of time that I could not predict, I will come back <laughs> and be engaged again and have a great time again. And that's okay. It's okay that our brains are wired this way. You do not have to worry about finishing, right? Here I've been like, oh, I need to like, finish a watercolor project. What does that even mean? I need to finish a diamond painting. Okay, I know what that means, but like the finishing isn't the point. It's just I'm doing things for the fun and joy of doing them. I don't want to be stressed out. I don't need to be stressed out. I'm not getting paid for this. This is for fun. There are no rules. There are no rules. And if there are rules, that is something to be investigated and looked into. Just check in with yourself and see, like, are these rules aligned with my values and the person I want to be or are they not? Like for me personally, when I catch my perfectionism coming in, that's something that I want to check because my value is to be an imperfectionist and not a perfectionist. And so my decisions, the decisions that I very actively, consciously by choice make are very different as an imperfectionist imperfectionist than they would be as a perfectionist. Um, so 
I hope this is helpful. I hope it's inspiring. I hope you go have fun. Remember, there are no rules. And if you want more inspiration, go follow Claire from online. Um, you know, like I said, it's like journaling content, but she really, I don't know. It's just, it's great imperfectionism content. It's great. So yes, <laughs> have a wonderful week. I will talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye.